as we approach final year only i realized that uh, in our final year all the professors were actually retired uh, professors from government colleges and then they used to come and even when i used to do well they used to come and they mock me that you are doing well in a deemed college if we put you among a group of uh, government college students you'll probably be at the bottom only so don't think too much of yourself and carry on with your life it used to make us feel a little bad even the few students who used to study study quite well even they used to get a bit demotivated listening to all this Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Ask Boon Teacher, where I answer your formal questions in an informal way. So today my guest is Dr. Vishnu Soma Kumar, who will talk about his life as a student of a peripheral deemed medical college who found success not by doing the things the usual toppers do. We will talk about how he overcame the culture of sab kuch chalta hai bhai, how he overcame the lack of guidance from seniors in terms of a preparation for exams, how he broke out of the stigma of coming from a deemed medical college. college we shall also see how he used social media to its fullest to, to learn and teach and eventually uh, find his success of rank 120 in neat pg 2021 hi dr vishnu thanks for being a part of this podcast hello sir how are you thank you very much for this opportunity sir what's up how's everything going on at your end i'm very good sir we're all here sitting here waiting for the counseling to start i can imagine how difficult it must be waiting for this uncertain future kab hoga exam tha now it's kab hogi counseling right <laughs> anyways So let me just dive in directly into this discussion of how you overcame all these challenges that we talked about. How was your life in a private medical college compared to your uh, colleagues or peers in government medical college or what were the advantages or disadvantages in terms of your academics when it came to this uh, deemed private medical college? So the academics in my college were pretty good sir until the second year because they were quite strict about our classes and lectures and attendances and they encouraged us a lot to take part in quizzes and seminars which are held in other uh, institutes especially the top government colleges i used to try to attend at least one or two events in a year and it gave me a little insight into how competitive the students were out there and then i found out that my college students also could could be equally competitive and knowledge thirsty but we actually lost the drive once we entered the third year because the things were quite dull dull in the hospitals mm-hmm. i think the reason that you guys lost the drive to you know study in third year you see first and second year these are more theoretical clinical and preclinical oh, sorry para and preclinical subjects the moment you move on to you know uh third and fourth years it's a lot of clinical knowledge required you know touching the patient looking at the clinical features and signs and symptoms so if you don't get that kind of a stimulation it's usually a deterrent uh, you lack the motivation but i understand where you're coming from so so what happened when you started your third year yes sir. so uh, the cases were actually very few and we were grouped with our seniors and uh, since our seniors also didn't take any interest we and we didn't take any interest and thus thus we didn't have actually any incentive to learn very few professors were actually very interested in teaching us and even they lost all hopes on us because we we, we didn't attend the clinicals very uh, very keenly we used to come we used to put our attendance and we used to run off as soon as possible that that usually happens na vishnu i mean usually there are people there are faculty you know and so this may be a popular belief that teachers are not interested in teaching that doesn't happen teachers are there to teach you it's just that they need to be stimulated to teach you sometimes what happens is teacher comes with the eagerness to teach you and then you do not show that kind of uh, mutual feeling towards learning something then the teacher is put off and that's what i kind of want to tell all the people who listen to this 
is that when you go to a teacher and you sense that this teacher is interested in teaching you jump on it you you jump on it you 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 just follow him anywhere he goes so that you can learn something because if there is a person who is interested in teaching he will find ways to teach you even if there is only one patient even if there is only uh, you know one case in the opd he will try to find a thing to teach you and that is what i wanted to tell everyone anyway so you, you guys did not show interest so your faculty also were not very keen in teaching so what happened Yes, so it was actually a culture. Sir. We used to go like since we are in third year, we used to go. We used to see the uh, final year students. They didn't show any interest, and our attitude was like, uh, even our seniors are not showing interest. Why should we show any interest? We'll see next year, and we used to skip everything like that. And then only when we entered in- internship and we started inquiring the peer among the PGs as we worked, and we started inquiring among our seniors, we we realized that like this is only the beginning. That there is a lot more out there, and it is a very big uphill struggle if you want to get into a good college for PG. So you're talking about. post graduation okay so let me ask you this how could you overcome this challenge of trying to prepare uh, for something no one else in your college was preparing or interested in preparing for uh, don't you think it was very ambitious on your part uh, to aim for neat pg when none of your seniors were there to guide you and none of the seniors that you saw around you were preparing uh, you must have felt kind of this emotional isolation that good students usually feel in uh, not so good environments because they want to study the environment is not very conducive how could you overcome this what was your approach to this problem yes sir so actually i like to read and i used to try to read at least for a half an hour to 45 minutes a day if not out of interest at least out of guilt because after all our parents have uh, i like that if not out of interest out of guilt <laughs> Yes, sir, because our parents have put a lot of hard work to get into a medical college, and we have to do some justice to that. So I used to put a little effort every day, and uh, it wasn't like I was slacking off all the time. But we know that that isn't enough with the huge portion um, before us and the entire syllabus to learn. Even for the prof exams, we used to sit and cram only like maybe two or three months before the exam, and or maybe a week before our internal assessments, and we used to somehow get through everything. And I used to try to come among the top uh, because it's easy, like if you. know what to learn if you read all the past 10 10 years question papers and you go through all the old previous case sheets for your practical exams you can somehow clear through easily i understand what you're trying to say it's actually very easy to pass a uh, a subjective exam if you know how to you just have to focus on the things that is frequently asked and memorize the side headings and then understand that everything has a theme and a structure when it comes to explaining follow that theme and structure definitely put down a diagram and then fill in the pages and once you do that most of the times you will get the marks to pass and i think that's what most of you have done <laughs> yes sir the key to cracking theory exam is you use more than two colors and you put as many boxes and diagrams as possible and they'll give you <laughs> as many marks as you want guilty i'm guilty as charged i mean there were times when i would go to the exam hall and not knowing most of the stuff but i knew how to kind of uh present it very nicely so if there was a pathway in biochemistry that was uh, a cycle that was supposed to happen in the liver so i would draw this huge liver and then the whole cycle inside the liver and maybe that the enzymes were wrong and but the examiners because they are so busy correcting so many papers they don't actually look into those fine details and then they ignore it and give you the marks and so i would say passing theory exam is actually easy if you know how to yes yes okay. as we approach final year only i realized that uh, in our final year all our professors were actually retired uh, professors from government colleges and then they used to come and even when i used to do well they used to come and they mock me that you are doing well in a deemed college if you put you among a group of uh, government college students you'll probably be at the bottom only so don't think too much of yourself and carry on with your life and they used to say all these dialogues and it used to make us feel a little bit bad even the few students who used to study study quite well 
there will be among like uh, four or five students per batch who used to study well even they used to get a bit demotivated listening to all this and we used to I, I, I understand I, I understand what you're saying here i mean there are a lot of people who work extremely hard come through difficult circumstances in life and they they end up you know after retiring from a government sector they end up going to these private medical colleges and they see the students there kind of financially well off coming in luxurious cars and n- not a worry on their face about their future and career so it kind of ticks them off because they have worked so hard to come there and these students have everything so easily laid out for them so it's kind of that resentment that manifests in these words so i wouldn't take these words too seriously if i were you and i'm sure you didn't as well so for any person who is in a deemed or a private medical college listening to this if your professor or a very senior person says something like this which is undermining in terms of um, you're not a great person you have ended up in a deemed college you're, you're coming in a private medical college or you're a foreign medical graduate whatever i don't think you should feel resentful for them it's just that they come from a different time and you're in a different time so obviously they are just saying what they feel doesn't mean that you can't succeed in life it's just that if you put in the effort uh, to you know find your success now i think it should be good enough because things have changed times have changed you can learn a lot of things uh, both in terms of theory as well as practical from so many sources out there it's just not uh, necessary for you to find the information in some remote government medical college and the information is not hidden anymore that's that's what i wanted to say and i'm sure you did not feel uh, very resentful and bad for these professors who said you these things yes after, after a while it became a habit we used to take it in one year and we used to let go of it the other year but we always used to uh, wonder if we are uh, ever competent enough because we used to see very less cases and in internship the good thing was that they used to make us work even if there are only three or four cases they used to make us do uh, do a lot of work with those cases and try to teach something but even then when we used to talk to people from government colleges they they start bragging that we saw 40 deliveries today we saw 30 uh, <laughs> surgeries today we scrubbed in we scrubbed in hundreds of times and we used to always feel a bit bad that we we didn't have that much hands on experience as these people okay right So anyways uh, coming to your preparation for NEET PG exam right what was your uh, preparation like for NEET PG and when did you start I mean did you start in final year or on internship and whenever you started what was your preparation like practically since there was no one else preparing in our college during our uh, third year or final year or even during internship there were barely one or two students preparing so i i had taken it very lightly and i knew that i had to take a uh, break of one or maybe even two years to try to crack it so i i decided that i'll start my preparation seriously only after internship so you said that you were going to start your preparation after internship so i started my preparation after internship as soon as the pandemic began and i knew i had to put up a schedule and uh, even though i knew that maro had enough content i was absolutely new to this entire coaching system and i no no, no no what what do you mean you were you know you're absolutely new to the whole entire coaching system were you uh, not exposed to any kind of entrance exams or competitive exams before neat pg so we are so for name sake we had all attended neat ug <laughs> but obviously i hadn't cleared others i wouldn't have uh, joined a deemed or private college so uh, so since i had no uh, preparation since then I, i had no idea how to go about this whole system so when was the last time you prepared seriously for any exam i think it was your 10th class yes sir probably my 10th or 12th class uh, board exams maybe okay all right so now that you have started preparing for neat pg with no idea of how to go about it you had maro with you uh, what did you do 
So since I had a problem in putting up my own schedule and following it, I decided to take a live coaching institute. So I joined Dams. Since they put up their own schedule and we just had to follow it, like uh, just like a school, how the teacher comes and they teach, we just had to take down. So half the work is done by them. We just had to sit and learn what they taught. So along with that, I realized that if I added Maro QBank with that, I would pretty much cover the entire syllabus, which was very thorough in a way. But but during the pandemic, life must have been very monotonous and boring, right? So, so how did you overcome this? Yes, sir. In the beginning, it was it was very monotonous. Like uh, the first few months went in to actually adjust to their schedule of sitting down for uh, six to eight hours every day and then sitting and preparing what they had studied, what they had taught us and then uh, attending uh, all the uh, Maro uh, QBank and the grantors. And then uh, uh, even with the pandemic going on uh, all, all around us, our fam- my family was scared. I was scared for them. They were scared for me. They didn't let me go out anywhere. <laughs> I didn't let them go out anywhere. So uh, one thing I realized was that it was going to be a long right so uh, i decided that i'll uh, i'll restrict my study hours to only 6 hours per day so that i'll have enough time to at least give to myself at least for some exercise of my own leisure leisure time but the good thing about this was that i was able to study every day sir there was no burnout so that is what happens vishnu i mean see if you designated a few hours every day to study and a few other hours to live your life then this this whole journey of you know cracking a very competitive exam becomes very sustainable and that is what is required and i feel not a lot of students focus on this they focus on working very hard in a very small span of time and so they quickly burn out and after they burn out they just give up and uh, they they try to find alternative methods or uh, they try to find shortcuts and when they do that they just don't find the success that they were looking for but if you just make the whole journey sustainable as in something that you can do daily right uh, you will eventually get there Sometimes when I was preparing uh, for exams at, of this kind, what I would do was even if there were good days and I could study more, I would just actually actively stop and be like, "Nay, my today's six or seven hours have passed. I mean, today my six and seven hours are over. I will not study more because I don't want to burn out. I want to save my energy for the next day so that I can come back again." Right? I think that is what you did very well. You know, you decided a six-hour study day every day, and then it worked for you. Yes, sir. My only motto was that instead of spending twelve hours a day and then taking a break of two days, my only motto was that if I spend six hours every day, I wouldn't have to take a break any day at all. So the one thing I was proud of was that I I didn't miss any class and I I didn't miss any GT in my schedule because any day I put a GT, if I used those three hours in the morning, I used to spend another two hours maybe reviewing it and take the rest of the day off. So I could continue the. next day so i rarely took any break unless there was any emergency at home so so you are very lenient to yourself in terms of uh, scheduling your uh, day right not a lot of people are they are very aggressive when it comes to themselves nahi padunga to 10 ghante hi padunga nahi to nahi padunga right that kind of attitude i think will not sustain anyways so you must definitely found you must have definitely found yourself isolated all alone or uh, was the family kind of conducive and supportive because a lot of students when they sit at home and study complain that you know uh, the family is you know getting on their nerves uh, disturbing them uh, nagging them and especially if you're a female uh, right asking them to get married and all those kind of uh, things happen in home what about you how was your domestic life so that, that was a very big plus point in my life sir because my family was very supportive especially my my mother my because i had almost everyone around me my mo- my mom was there my dad was away for a while since he was working abroad and i was live with my mother and my grandmother for most of the part of my prep and they were very supportive they they let me uh, be on my own they let me study all the time and they uh, only ensured that i ate properly on time and they made sure that i had good sleep mm-hmm. 
so my mom and uh, my dad used to keep on calling me every day and telling me don't study too much <laughs> you'll burn yourself out <laughs> awesome man you have a cool dad man <laughs> anyway what about your siblings do you had uh, did you have any siblings or do you have any siblings yes sir i, I had a, i had a brother and he was the one who always uh, motivated me to sit and watch every movie that came out <laughs> every series that came out and he used to tell me to at least keep in touch with all these so that i don't feel like i'm not doing anything else other than sitting and studying okay so you had a good uh, you know uh part of your day spent enjoying as well yes sir. i i made sure that i had at least 3 to 4 hours time to myself and uh, maybe one hour i used to spend in going for a walk I, the other 3 hours i used to just do whatever i felt like doing mm-hmm. what about friends and you know colleagues from your college sir i had a huge support system among my friends and seniors also and even a few college teachers they they couldn't help me much academically but they always used to keep hyping me up and they always used to keep checking up on me every once a few uh, once a few weeks they used to call me up and telling we all have our hopes on you you better crack it for us <laughs> so it used to put a it used to put some sort of pressure on me but it gave me a lot of motivation because i knew i, I had uh, like the biggest motivation is we have to prove something to ourselves and our family but when you know that there are a lot of people outside also who are waiting for us to succeed it gives us a bigger drive to uh to sit down and study every day i mean how would your success bring them fame what was the 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 the, the gain here for them why would they do that why would they push you so one thing among uh, among my friends among my friends and my seniors was that rarely people used to get into government colleges from our since it was a deemed college there, there mm-hmm. is usually a trend which which happens is that once uh, for person starts in a private college usually ends up in a private college even for pg so mm-hmm. uh, even my, my friends they they were like we can't do it at least you do it for us <laughs> so that we can go and tell other people that even our college ha- brings out some good students <laughs> right awesome now what about the postponements how 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 did that affect your preparation because there were a few and uh, and we all know how painful it was uh what was its manifestation in your preparation so the first postponement in january it it i think i'm sure it was a welcome for all of us because we, we knew that we had an extra time to give a maybe a couple of more revisions and actually shine our prep well so it was good but as soon as the april postponement began to happen we all you uh, went down and then they were, and then they announced that it won't happen until august end or september and it was very frustrating then then that time my, my mother used to say that it is a good thing the more time you get the better rank you can get so make use of all this time but after a point even my mother became angry and she was telling if they postpone another time i'll go to the minister's house and give him a piece of my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it was kind of a torture right yeah, yes because everyone was waiting for this one thing to happen in my life so that they can move on to other things everyone is waiting for me even i used to feel bad <laughs> I, i like how you are saying like everyone was waiting for this event in your life to happen so that all of you can move forward <laughs> I I I'll tell you one thing I mean Vishnu I mean I think this has happened to almost every aspirant right I mean when you are so focused um, for your exam which is of such high stakes what happens is you kind of uh, forget about everything that is happening around you I remember when I was preparing for my entrance exam my mother had a joint replacement surgery done and um, the day she was going to the surgery I woke up and I said Uh, good luck mom i wish you all the best i'll pray for you don't worry and after she came back from surgery two days later i said welcome back home mom how are you uh, i hope you're fine that's it that, those two were the episodes of my interaction with her and i couldn't you know meet her my older brother would take care of her and would help her with her physiotherapy and what not and after i i got the rank and i got the seat and i was very happy she told me that i remember that uh, you couldn't come and meet me uh, post surgery uh, because i knew you were focused on something very important so 
it's just not that they are you know worried about their own problem they understand and analyze that we are also struggling and we are also so focused that it's not that we are ignoring our family and parents it's just that we are focused on our work at the moment that things around you kind of take a back seat and it is only the family and your true friends who understand that and that's why that's why everything around you kind of feels like in a standstill and your family feels as if they are in a standstill and they want you to quickly succeed so that they can party or they can go to a trip or, or anything right so everybody in the family is kind of preparing with you uh, subconsciously anyways wh- what about social media vishnu all right uh, because i as i know you very well uh, you have used social media very nicely i've right? used to teach you have used to learn and you have found a very strong position in the community that we have created uh how did it help you prepare or was it a killer of your time what was the scenario with social media so in the first few months it was a t- just a time killer sir i used to check i used to check on instagram or telegram or whatsapp um between my classes or du- during my prep and i used to put a queue bank i used to feel bored and check and then after i finished my entire syllabus and uh, november inct had come after the november inct results had come i i had come across your group and people were discussing the ranks and their possibilities and i used to silently sit and observe that time and i found out that there was a lot of discussion going on over there it was which is not just you're academic you're talking about which group about the telegram group right yes sir yes sir okay so i found out there was a lot of discussion going on not just academic but more importantly on normal life aspects especially with the pandemic going on and it was very wholesome and i was only a spectator for a few months and uh, when i saw that people were very casual and friendly and there were uh, there were a few disagreements and bickering going on just like a school classroom it it used to get me a little bit excited and uh, people used to always ask doubts and others used to uh, explain it to them or uh, clarify these doubts and sometimes people used to fight over answers also and i also <laughs> slowly that used to nudge me and i also started giving my own inputs here and there and i try to answer as many questions as possible because in in the beginning it was a type of fomo sir someone used to ask something some a very bizarre question from a subject maybe i had only recently read a few days back and i and i used to feel very scared that what all these people are studying and i used to quickly go on google and i used to come and give the answer to them so at least <laughs> so that's how you acted to be the smartest kid in the group <laughs> <laughs> and in the end it turned out to be very very useful after a few after a few days of uh, actively trying to find out my uh, find out answers and trying to give them i i found out that it was a way in which i was learning my, uh, learning a new thing so every day from the group i used to learn something new which was both academic and non academic and it used to help me a lot that way too awesome awesome so i can relate to what you say vishnu because i i sometimes find time to go through the group and i look at the discussions going on uh, people come from different colleges people come from different institutes and so they have this common place to discuss things right so they'll be discussing these controversial questions where different teachers have given different answers and unless everyone believes in your answer you don't feel confident that is the right answer so there is always this this fight this force to make everyone believe that your answer is the best answer and everyone should mark that if it comes on the exam right and there are these questions which are controversial and you guys can't find the answers for them and i think you should be able to identify what they are and just ignore them and forget about them and tell yourself ki agar aayega to main ye mark karunga warna koi baat nahi hai right yes sir, there was always this uh, recurring question all the time uh, about the uh, sensitivity of local anesthetics uh, lo- local anesthetics in our bo- in our body and i think that question must have been asked at least 10 to 15 times and every time people used to come up with different answers and in the end we all decided that no matter what we do we are never going to find the correct answer we might as well move on and get things which are good which we all know well right at least there is no point in lingering on something again and again i think you guys were smart enough to understand that this was a problem and you found yourself an answer uh, lovely that you did it anyways so i i 
I don't know if people know this. Um, I mean, obviously, people who are listening to this podcast for the first time wouldn't know this, and it's kind of an inside thing. Vishnu is the mod of my Telegram group on um, on Telegram. Obviously, can you tell us how that happened and uh, why you became a mod? Yes, it all started with answering all these uh, questions only, sir. And uh, sometimes people even used to put out their uh, their problems in their life or they're having at home. And I used to and when I used to sit and read, I used to feel very bad for them, and I used to try to come up with answers when others uh, used to. Uh, scroll through the group and i found out that some questions were unanswered i used to try my best and give a few answers and people used to start, began interacting that way and i think uh, through that they recommended you to make me a mod yeah so there was this there was this this phase where a lot of people started messaging me and saying ki there is this person named vishnu sir please help he's been helping a lot of students he deserves to be a mod in the group because i mean we have a strict rule basically so that it's a huge responsibility basically to take care of the the group and the community because there are a lot of students coming from different sectors and different places there's a lot of controversy fights and discussions so a lot of people suggested that you are this person who understands everyone almost and you should be given the responsibility of becoming a mod and that's how you became the mod right so how would you go about it i mean obviously there must have been a lot of um, frantic messages from other students in the group yes sir in the beginning it was among the group and even from then uh, after a few days people from the group used to message me personally also and sometimes i used to get in the middle of fights and there were always a difference of opinions so, and even one day i re- i remember that i had a difference of opinion with another member and a few unfortunate words were passed around and and i felt bad bad for myself but then people other people used to come and back me up and i felt that all these strangers we are all strangers after all we all of us are the only thing common among us is that we are all doctors and we are all poor, maybe interns or post interns and still people were so wholesome and trying to help out each other so always there was something to always come back to the group for whether it was to clear a doubt or just to have just to cool off at the end of the day so the group gave me a lot of opportunity to connect with uh, many people some from private colleges some from dean colleges some from central institutes and they all had the same kind of doubts which i had and we were all students which we are fighting teeth and nail for the same prestigious institutes or some government seat which we all wanted and we all realized that we were all pretty much same on the same level it is just our personal demons which are fighting every day yeah i mean that's right that so essentially that's what i keep telling everyone all these things only matter in the beginning where you've come from whether you're from a government college whether you're from a private college peripheral college central college all these things matter in the beginning where you where you think it matters the most but later when you start practicing and seeing the patients and helping them in need right that's where the the word of mouth spreads and that's how you become you know popular and successful and patients don't care as long as you are able to help them and as long as the as long as they trust you they don't care so eventually down the line if all of you uh, are empathetic sympathetic uh, good clinician i think nobody will eventually care whether you're from a uh, central institute or a deep institute or private medical college it only matters in the beginning uh, to get your shoe in the door but once you're in and you have uh, earned the trust of the society you would find your success but vishnu uh, there are there are a few students i have come across uh, especially in the telegram group or in other uh, communities uh, on facebook and uh, other social media groups is that they hesitate to help people because they find that it is a waste of time and they find that they can use their time more productively and efficiently if they just go back and study on their own what was your take on this did you find that your time was getting wasted even you're trying to answer the questions in the group no sir sometimes when i used to do a lot of chit chat i might i might have felt a little bit uh, guilty but in the end i think we all of us know that 
the best way to learn or revise something is by teaching someone else and i used to always remember when someone used to make a mistake or had a doubt in the group and when the question used to come up in a gt or even in the main exam i used to remember that this question had been discussed in the group and we all made a and we all made a joke about it also after exam that uh, bond teacher group had 100% strike rate <laughs> <laughs> right yeah is so, most of you discuss so many questions and so many things and they dissected so very well and i do i and i think right the strike rate must be 100% based on the discussions that you guys have anyways the, what about the the heated discussions that would also follow following any new notice regarding the postponement the counseling the reservation policy and what not obviously there must have been a lot of people fighting also uh, based on these controversial things how would you react to that how would you take care of the group Yes, so basically every notice which postponed everything we all realized that we are all going through the five stages of grief <laughs> we started with <laughs> denial and it had to end in acceptance <laughs> so when uh, finally people start were in the uh, were in the midst of blaming each other or blaming their own families or blaming blaming the government or blaming their parents so in the end i realized that we ha- someone had to put out a message of acceptance that this is what has happened and we all have to move on and uh, once i put that message uh, even you came across and in a few days we all waited for your video <laughs> to come out so that uh, this was ingrained in us and we had to move on somehow in the end in the end of the day we just knew how we had to move on and wake up the next day and continue with our schedule because that is how it was the gap was very large it was a uh, gap of at least almost 2 years gap <clears throat> and even now with the counseling being postponed every day we all keep waiting for something or the other to happen right right so anyways it's it's so nice to have you here um not only in the podcast but also as a moderator of the telegram group i i usually end this podcast by asking this question i mean whoever is the guest on the show is when did you um, you know hear about me and when did you start following me and why would you follow me sir i had uh, heard about you from one of the very few people who are actually studying for the entrance exam the uh, pg prep and we all knew that you were a very popular faculty at maro and you had a very good youtube channel so out of that curiosity i actually came and checked your youtube channel rather than the maro videos i came and checked out the youtube channel and i fell in love with it and the best thing about your motivation was that sir you always used to put out the bitter truth first and you didn't sugarcoat everything and you knew we had to face life as, as it is so it was a very big privilege to start interacting you uh, interacting with you uh, via the youtube channel and then i somehow stumbled apro- across your uh, telegram group also it was uh, completely a mistake i think it was an accident <laughs> how uh, i came it across was so nice telegram that you stumbled you stumbled across it and yes, we have found so much value yes, we have found so much it. value everybody loves you in the group the way you answer questions the way you help them with their uh, silly doubts with mnemonics and such you just an asset and everyone loves you and i would like to take this opportunity to thank you uh, for being the moderator as well as being a guest on this podcast it was so nice having you here thank you very much for the opportunity sir so for everyone else listening that, that is dr vishnu secured all india rank 120 he came from a deemed private medical college from a periphery and there was no guidance there was uh, no one to tell him what to do and what not to do and he found everything on his own use social media to leverage his success and if you have any queries or concerns or doubts in terms of preparation you know where to find him uh, go and just eat his brain thank you for listening in i hope you have found some value from today's session uh, comment below and tell me if you did all right guys keep things simple and stupid uh, don't forget to follow me and dr vishnu on instagram and subscribe to my youtube channel uh, comment your questions and suggestions below i will try to talk about them in my next podcast till then take care Bye-bye.